0: Live and perfectly handling a back pass. Whoa.
1: Hold up. Huh? Okay. What if I do a little Thank volley?
2: That's ah, oh, no.
1: no, too easy.
3: It's the Vocal Minority
2: Podcast.
3: your voice. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that sometimes seems like it's held together with zip ties. <laughs> On this week's show, we look back at a devastating night in the DR, get mostly updated on the MLS playoffs, contemplate potential TFC player changes, and deal with some surprising news. Now to this week's panel. Quillen Roberts fan, it's Duncan Fletcher.
4: (laughs) That's a good one. uh, Oh, oh, Henry. Oh, 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 Henry.
3: Thank you. Um, sad Hamilton fan. Oh, welcome to Mark Hinckley. This was the easy game. This was the easy game. Fuck. We're sorry. Forget the amazing Kreskin. We've got mostly right. Tony, say hello to Tony Walsh.
0: Yeah, that's right. I'm a I'm a, I'm a precog for <laughs> for Forge. <laughs>
5: Uh,
0: I I only got the Edgar part wrong, but he was on the screen. He was so on the screen. Maybe he. I think he probably said something to Henry. <laughs> hey, look over here. See, and, and that's what started the whole thing. Mm. Fucking David Edgar.
3: As for me, this also, is are obviously there such thing
0: as a is there such thing as a two hour long zip tie as well?
3: <laughs> maybe. Mm. Uh, As for me, uh, this is really what happens when you don't start Cadell Thomas. Obviously, so uh, I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now, this week's show. are, of course, starting this week off with some CanCon. We've got a game to recap, some awards to review, and a player to bid farewell. Of course, first up is the uh, Hamilton versus uh, Arcai, which apparently is how you say it. Um, I want right extra go. syllables! Arcadia is obviously uh, the, 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 the true name. So this was such an odd match that Hamilton ultimately ended up losing. I I put in the rundown, I put baffled by badness. And and that's the best way I can describe the vast majority of this game is that it's not that they it's not that Arcadia were better than 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 Hamilton. They they weren't. They're 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 a poorer team, but they didn't seem to have like a major game plan except for sort of to, like, just randomly do things, which really seemed to confuse Hamilton a lot. I was confused
0: that some of their uh, players had their first name on the
3: back of the shirt. That was really confusing. confusing. Johnny. I know. It threw me off a lot. (laughs) I was like, who are these players that were not listed originally? What is happening?
0: Clifford's down again.
3: (laughs) I know. No, not Clifford. You know, it was just... And they and they couldn't figure it out. It was so interesting just to see their inability to to maneuver or to formulate a, a you know a response, any kind of thing. When again, clearly they were the better side, but allowed themselves to be moved out of position, to be moved into spaces they didn't want to be, based on the unpredictability of the of the other team. It was really, it was it was really interesting because they that's a that's a match they should have won handily and
2: uh, thank you. Saw what you did there. <laughs>
3: um so you know they're 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 up and again should have closed the game away and then of course there's the error uh from uh tristan henry and it is it is a terrible error and it is one of those errors that you do see, you know, like keepers make mistakes, players make mistakes. It's just unfortunate that it happened during this match. Um, and last night, and certainly into today, he's getting a lot of the heat for their for their loss. But again, there was a whole ninety minutes in which the rest of the team was unable to do anything. So yes huge mistake that led to the tying goal that led to ultimately led to the, to the penalties, which they lost again. Really? You lost, you, you, you lost your penalties. It's just, it was just a really bizarre game and all the dominoes fell in the exact wrong direction uh, for Hamilton.
4: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike.
1: No, it's um, if, if, if anybody's seriously going to pin this whole thing on uh, on on Henry, can, can we spare a thought for where all the goals didn't come from? The only goal we scored, uh, four scored, was uh, from a penalty, yep. not from the run of play. Um, I know and I understand that they really relied on uh, defense quite heavily, but there was a couple times where it seemed like there was they were playing with 10 midfielders so you had space at the back and at the front why but no capitalization there and uh, let's take it a step further saving two penalties in a penalty shootout is pretty fucking uncommon so there's that as well like like it wasn't it wasn't just you can't just go one back pass and uh screwed the whole thing. Yeah, sure when you when it when it comes down to all the actionable moments of a game that go for or against you, correct. That would be absolutely correct. But there were so many unmeasurable uh events that never took place too. Uh so yeah, I I can't I can't begin to throw him under the bus at all. Uh they Hamilton controlled so much of that game for such long periods of time. Uh, at no point was I really like, whoa, ooh, our, our guy came really close to doing a thing." Like, even when they were close, they weren't that close. Uh, whereas, whereas Hamilton just they they pushed. They had tons of corners that didn't result in anything. And I don't know. I, I feel like with all that squandered opportunity seriously getting mad at Tristan Henry for one blown dribble it, you that that's very unfair if it was a tightly tight contested match where it was a game of like very fine increments of this could have gone either way this could have gone either way no this was a one way street onslaught that somehow did not result
4: in a win okay. so Basically, you, you've got to give RK uh, a bit of credit here. I mean, everyone's oh, oh, saying that, you know, oh, this is this should absolutely beat them. This is like one of the weaker teams, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they've obviously got to this level somehow. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, part of it is, you know, they probably sort of realized their limitations. I think, you know, both the games against Real Estate, Lee and uh, the Lemon Pigs were both fairly... Open back and forth things where you know you got the impression all right, those teams think they can win this and they're going out there and trying to kind of win it and then they're leaving themselves a bit open here or there at the back. Caie uh, seemed like they had yeah no we 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 should not be getting into that kind of game at all so they were just kind of going to be defensive and stop things from happening and yeah Hamilton had a lot of possession and looked better but. It was almost always ending up by, well, it, the move just ends with going to kind of go wide and throw a cross in and see what happens. And it's, there was very, very little dangerous from that. I don't know how many times there were crosses that were put in and said, hmm, well, technically that's a dangerous area, but there's no one there. Mm-hmm. So either A, pay attention to where you're crossing the ball to, or B, if the plan is we get the ball wide and we throw it into dangerous areas, Maybe some of the other fucking players should be gambling on going into those areas before the ball gets there, so that they can doing it. Um, that's something that seemed to happen like a lot. But yeah, basically, Aki kind of forced them into that. I mean, Kristen said at the start there, uh, you know, this is what happens when you don't play Cadell Thomas, and it's like, yeah, you know, I, I've, you know, I don't think he's the most consistent. He's a, he's a fairly chaotic kind of player. I think that's, this is again a fucking. This this game called out for some chaos, really, because eh, what they saw there it's just you know—they they came up against a team that was determined to defend, and they weren't good enough to break them down. Um, then yeah, you know, obviously Henry—that's that's just fucking awful. I you know, it's very unfortunate. And then you know penalties, yeah, somebody's got to win them, and yeah. Um, yeah but uh yeah well done RKE, whoever their coaches right you're smart you know your limitations it was uh you know, prack-y-tastic.
0: hey they're, they're the Barcelona of haiti as you can tell by their kids
4: yes no yeah, I on mean it's delightful
0: a chaotic team like that it, it is hard to play against sometimes like if you mm-hmm. yeah like like you mentioned like the other teams were set up a little more traditionally and it's, you know, you can execute your game plan, but yeah, the, the, the constant whipping in of long crosses just stopped working. The one time that worked was when they were, had the ball on their feet in the box. And because, you know, our aren't a super individually talented team, they were clumsy. And you would imagine that if they could have run the ball into the box a little more and kept possession a little more, uh, and press their defense the chances of getting another penalty or another chance because of their you know the way they were set up would have probably been good and that you you know the the crosses were long shots but then weird, you know, weird
3: game the the, oh.
0: uh, the error the error made me want to start a blog again just to use O'Henry.
3: oh Henry right, there. Nice. Very nice. The vocal Minority
4: no, the nice. web page is right there, Tony. Yeah, you, can publish, you can publish whatever you want right there, Tony. That's a, that's a serious
0: news outlet. I'm, ah. I'm, talking, I'm talking about a classic old blog.
3: You could buy it back from those random Yorkie people. I'm sure they, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they give it back to you.
0: But I couldn't keep write about Hamilton
1: on that. They could keep their like dog it. stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So this game, of course, uh, did have to have at least one classic CONCACAF moment, however. And that was uh, in the second half um, when it was discovered that the net had come loose from the frame. And you can't have that because then, you know, who knows how the ball made it into the net sometimes. There's no... There's, there's there's no VAR in uh, in uh, CONCACAF. You know, there's, there's, anyways, it was, it was, it was quite hilarious. What, what was better was that they didn't seem to have an immediate way in which to fasten the net back. So the search for zip ties was on. <laughs> and suddenly you have, like, this little group of people, like, pulling zip ties out of pockets, trying to, like, reaffix the net, uh, back in its various places, uh, for how long was the game delayed? Uh, six, seven minutes. It was, it was quite funny. Um, and just one of those, it's just one of those things, right? At least the, at least the lights stayed on the lights didn't go off in this match. So that was nice. Um, although I love a good stadium blackout that always, that's always something to hang your hat on. Uh, so yeah, the, the, you know, net gate was, uh, Quite it wasn't one. a
0: gate, Enjoyable. not a gate. Net, Come on!
4: Well, it was net. clearly a wide open gate. i <laughs> had to secure the gate with zip ties.
0: Mm. It was vertical, more of a net door.
4: Mm. Fair. Mm.
1: I, I if this I I was quite impressed though that um, I've never seen that before. Like I know they check. We see them check.
3: Yep, they they
1: they're supposed every to, and any game. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the fact that that happens, like if this is if this is Haiti's contribution to Concacafing, I'm fully here for it. Like maybe that's a move that happens in the Haitian league all the time. It's like ah oh, those those bastards with their net rigging thingy again. Guys got they just, pocket they, just go to and up. they just go into they
3: just go into random it. stadiums and and, and undo oh, nets because that's not was, their home.
1: This
0: was, this was this was neutral venue. So this yeah was this was neutral venue neutral exactly tomfoolery. Yeah, but this is like Dominican tomfoolery.
1: Yeah, if, mm. if, you know, if we're not rolling around on the field like we're dead, if the power's not going out, if there's not some other shenanigans, this is a new shenanigan. I'm mm. all for it. If I'd seen this like you know six times in the last ten years, I'd be this is it's pretty weak, pretty weak Haiti, pretty weak Archi, but never seen it before. You know what? I'll let you have this one.
2: <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let you have running, it.
1: Running, running out of gags. Oh, they'll find new ones.
0: Sinkholes? Oh, yeah.
1: Somebody always gets elected, Tony. There's,
0: they'll find new ones. <laughs> has <laughs> anyone done sinkholes yet? Come on.
4: Supriza has no idea Sink what's going to happen to them in the next round. <laughs>
3: That's yeah. true. Um, I will say it was a refreshing lack of extreme conga capping in that match. Really, because our, our Archive didn't need it, because they, again, they had confused Hamilton so thoroughly. But, you know, there was a little bit here and there, but for the most part... You know, I thought this was, this was, I wasn't watching it going, oh, here they go again. All right. You know, Magic Stretcher came out a time or two, but the player actually genuinely seemed at least moderately knocked up a little bit. You know, like there was
1: Clifford. Always Clifford.
3: I did say knocked up and I regretted it yeah. instantly. So
0: He's out eight to nine months.
3: <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, so um, what me- happens now, of course, is that you would think that Hamilton's out and oh, good try. Good job. No, oh, they get another chance.
0: at
5: Pelican
3: League, baby. Get all the chances. So next week, um, they play the loser of the late match from uh, last night between Saprisa and CD Marathon. So yes, they're playing the Marathon men. Uh, next, no Tuesday. next Tuesday next yeah. Tuesday at presumably eight o'clock again that's just my guess but the time is still TBD um, they're playing in Honduras um, at uh, Estadio Teburcio Carrias andino yeah um, which is a multi-purpose stadium in in uh, to Gucci Pop, Could, ah, I can never say it properly.
0: Gucci Galba, yes. thank you. What are some of its other purposes?
3: Um, well, it's it's, it's, it's multi purposes for oh, other geez. teams that are not marathon. It seems so. uh the plays There, Olympia plays there. Uh, Lobos plays there. Uh, which, so I just the wondered. band. Yeah. Does it have a running track? I just I don't know. Thirty five thousand capacity. Those are all football clubs. I feel like one it's non. Running is it also a out. cricket
4: pitch? There's there's a lot of cricket pitch like, things in... Uh, in Honduras? Uh, in CONCACAF. Yeah.
2: Honduras,
4: I don't think probably, in
0: Honduras. Probably
4: not, no, Tony, but who knows? Kristen doesn't, that's the point. No, I
0: know, I've been asking what the multi-purpose mm. is. Can you reach out to someone in Toguchi Galpa?
3: Mm. Okay, I will, I, will, I will do that before...
0: You may want to learn how, how to say it first, though.
3: Shut <laughs> it! Toguchi <Paul, laughs> Still wrong. Uh, anyway... So that's the World Dangerous are,
0: Commercial Airport.
3: That is where so, they are playing. So playing, heard, yeah. um, so, uh, playing against uh, Marathon, they are best team in the Honduran Premier League at the moment. Yay. And um, I don't know how far into their season they are. Uh, is that what season. they call
4: it? The Honduran Premier League?
3: They,
4: they call it the Premiership. Like that. But Primera?
0: Lost Premiership.
3: Uh, you know they, they don't score a ton of goals, but they're solid defensive side. Uh, but the ones they score are are, are beautiful. Um, anyway, they're 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 having they're having a good year so far. So that's that's you know that's always unfortunate. <laughs> but they do play uh, right now. Anyway, if their match doesn't get moved, they do play on Sunday afternoon. Um, so we'll see if that goes ahead. Uh, usually. I expect that game to probably get moved. Um, I think, yeah, Arcai moved their match before uh, playing against Hamilton, and clearly that was the key. Um, the extra. What about little the difference. sanctity
1: of the Honduran Premier League? <laughs> yeah, they're known for their non-unbalanced schedules.
3: Um, so anyway, I, it's been because we've did TFC play these guys? Did I just imagine? Oh, at one that? point, I think, it was-
4: I think so. La Liga Nacional de Fútbol Profesional de Honduras.
3: Mm. Premier League. Yeah, that's what she said. League, yes. Yeah, uh, The National yeah. Premier League, actually. Sorry. Uh, so oh, they King are Lord. known I'm as sure, uh, Lord. Lord. El Monstruo Verde, the Green Monsters. The Green
0: Monsters. <laughs>
3: um, but their other nickname, they have, well, they have Bostonians? Have the Panzas the, the <laughs> Verdes, which is the Green Bellies. Oh.
2: Which I, thought, <laughs> which
3: I like. <laughs> it that's better. That's I thought better they were going to be
0: the. I thought they were going to be the Rojo Socks.
3: So much better <laughs> than the Green Belly. Um,
4: oh, the, the Sinfonia Verde. The, the, the Green Symphony.
1: Indeed. Mm. That's a great nickname. And, 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 and yeah. the
3: Emeralds. Yay. Oh. less
1: great nickname, but that <laughs> Green Symphony is fantastic.
3: And it's a Green Symphony. No. Yep. Too late. No. no. It's too late. Can't it's not stop too late now. for people
0: to fast forward through this. Yeah. Thirty second clips. Guys. You don't know, like any, any
3: of my musical references. That's okay.
0: I, it's not the references. Oh. <laughs> She's God. right there.
5: She's right
3: there. <laughs> That's
5: cold. Oh. I don't know where she is.
3: I had carrots. Um, from now on, I'm just gonna like start sending messages. To your woman, can you just whip a carrot at Tony every now and again? That'd be great. Thanks. Um, all right. Is it
1: strange that I got this this bag of baby carrots on Tuesday <laughs> before we record? I didn't, I didn't think Kristen knew I liked baby carrots. Oh, donate those
2: <laughs>
1: with a note. Use them on Wednesday. Leftovers are yours.
3: The, what does that mean? <laughs> honey did you order from instacart no why never mind
0: but then you'd have to message when to throw the carrot this that would make the show go like two hours and five minutes not really i just oh. think the, no really no no
3: it. i think it, it would be fine because it would be like would be five what minute what lags for? From and, it, and all you would you know you'll know it, it's it's for something you've either already done or will do later on in the show it'll all shuffle out it'd be fine i don't
0: believe in carrot karma
3: that's okay. The rest, you know, I believe in it enough for everybody. Aww. All right. So next week, uh, so they're up against uh, a better team uh, than our tie. So, uh, you know, on the fly, it's it's tough to, to do predictions here, but um, I'm going to ask anyway. Score predictions? Oh, God. Do 2-1 it- to Hamilton. Marathon,
4: Marathon thinks they're good enough to have a chance. It'll be an open game, and uh, Hamilton will win it very late on. It'll be just like those other two games, not like this one.
1: That's that's some pretty tight logic. That's mm. some pretty because t- I could I could easily see that 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 Forge were probably took Arcai a little uh, like yeah they're like an they're an amateur side that have only been around four years. Said the two year club. Mm. Um, <laughs> Like, we should we should easily be able to take these guys, and that's what happened. But the other teams were a lot more established. I mean, Toro is no small feat. 2-1, like Duncan said, same outcome. I'm
4: voting Excellent. for Duncan. Hmm. Right, it was Toro, wasn't it? I threw out Real Estelías who they beat uh, earlier. But they were authentic,
1: Duncan. It's fine.
4: <laughs> they're, they're both actual teams, so. Yeah. True. Very true. You're a yes.
1: panamist.
3: Yes. <laughs> Tony, did you already give your prediction? No. Wow. All right.
0: I, I, I am the, the man who counts. I am the man who brought you two one late and two one late and lost to error.
2: Mm. I'm Go sorry, on,
0: Mark. It's a it's a three nil drubbing for marathon. Oh. Oh. Heads have dropped. Says Nostra Dumbass.
2: <laughs>
1: you sir. May go to hell. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this. I'll see you. you
2: there. Just, yeah. <laughs> Save me a seat, you. <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> um,
3: I'm gonna go one nil for Hamilton. Um, a very cautious match, feeling you know burned by what happened uh, against the Haitians. Um, a late. But, you know, it's one of those matches that grinds on and whoever scores is the one that's going to win and it ends up being Hamilton. Fair. All right. So, before this match was placed, uh, so one of the things we've been talking about with the CanPL season that ended oh so long ago is the fact that the awards had never been handed out. And the awards had never been handed out. And then finally, as we mentioned last week, the awards are being handed out or broadcast, quote-unquote uh on thursday the day after we usually record and what was funny in watching it if you watched it i think i'm the only one that did cuz oh
0: god why did would you ass- why live. would you assume such a thing
3: cuz i have no life what else do i have to do no but you're um,
0: just you're, you're you're that's disparaging towards us and our careers as journalists we're in a video game
3: we're in a video game yeah don't forget yes. that yes it's true um, As journalists. Yes. Casual. Serious, serious video game <laughs> journalists.
0: Even in a video game, we're called casual. <laughs> I think that's because of the way we walk. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah. How we dress. I, you know, you, you for those.
3: Yeah. Anyway, so they did a special taped presentation with Andy Petrillo um, for the official awards. But obviously, like, this was done ages ago or certainly before this was not a live thing um
0: how dare you
3: it was not it was very apparent that it was not um so why they didn't run this sooner i don't know regardless um and then they announced all the fan awards via twitter but the league awards is what sort of brought a bit of drama so you know hakeem garcia golden boot can't spell. Uh, can't deny that.
2: Outrageous.
3: <laughs> down, out. now. Oh.
0: His boot is silver at
3: best. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the so Mo Farsi won the U twenty one Canadian Player of the Year, and I think that was uh, yeah. outrageous. I totally outrageous. I'm sure that none of us picked him to win. Uh, Tristan Henry won the Golden Glove. I would have loved mm. it was Callum Irving. What, what could go wrong? There? I was not surprised. I, uh, that it was so Someone dead. was yeah, there we resting. <laughs> he was jinxed. It's not his fault. Mm. Um,
0: was he wearing uh, the golden glove?
3: Ah, that must have been oh, what yeah. it was. Mm. He had it tucked in his boot. No, um, and then, so Kyle Becker, one player of the year, which most of us expected. Um, and... You know, there was a little bit of, you know, Marco Bustos should have won it, but fine. Kyle Becker, he had, a, he had a good year for Hamilton. He was very important to the club and what they accomplished, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The best one, though, was coach of the year. When Stephen Hart won. <laughs> that, I, you know what, I, that, that, I don't know that I consider, personally consider controversial, because I think Stephen Hart should have won. I assumed that Bobby Smirniotis was going to win because Hamilton. I just assumed, right? You know, they won everything, blah, blah, blah.
1: But That's probably the reason why he didn't get it. Because they won everything? Because, like, they had the best – like, yeah, you don't – not to say that there's necessarily a conspiracy, but if you're going to do, like, you know, I could see it going this way or that way, well, push it. To the non-Hamilton side because they got best keeper and MVP, and I. But at the same time, too, I also feel like he he deserved like he deserved to win it. And it's not to say that winning a championship is easy or not, but turning a team that was dead last. year.
3: or or heart. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's like, I, I like, agree. I think
1: I think I think where when this is all said and done, it's going to be funny to look at how few of these trophies. Bobby Smirniotis won, and uh, how many are going to win the Bobby Smirniotis Memorial Trophy in the future? Because he will have been the best coach this league has ever seen. This (laughs) is not MLS. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, he's got to. He has to pass first. I'm not going to name every every award. going to name it to him when there's a chance he could come out of
0: retirement. Yeah, every every
3: award's going to be named after you know either a
1: recently retired
0: person.
3: Um.
4: Well, I mean, you know the. Coaches,
0: Coach of the Year awards everywhere around the world are most often given to uh, a manager who kind of goes against the odds or rebuilds a team after a poor year the year before. It's not unusual, really.
4: Mm. They have the league. The, the league title is what you give out to who wins the league. Coach of the Year shouldn't be automatically. Who won the league? Okay, you get this as well. Fuck that shit. It could be anyone. Yeah. It's fine.
0: That's what a casual journalist would say.
4: Yes. Well, and and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it shouldn't be some kind of automatic thing just cuz oh he wins so he gets it so you know Stephen Hart is a very legitimate choice uh, given their vast improvement whereas yeah. yeah.
0: And who it's says it won't weird. be his memorial award?
3: Well,
4: perhaps. a soup yeah, can. Mm.
3: Oh, The yes. golden soup the can. The golden soup can. But um, yeah, like that's that's that would think that was that was my argument for Stephen Hart, and, and that continues to be, is that, yes, Bobby Smyrnionis maintained with, you know, a couple changes, obviously, to the Hamilton side, but maintained the quality of a team that he built from an academy that he runs. You know, like, at its mm-hmm. core, Hamilton has a lot of Sigma players. So players he knows, players he's, he's groomed, players he's coached, players he's developed – that sort of thing, which is great. That's not to take away from his abilities and what he's built with Sigma and what he's built, you know, help to, to bring forward um, into the Hamilton side. But yeah, like Stephen Hart had to literally rebuild that squad. He, he, he switched over. They, they had what, like half the squad, half the team was turned over um, mm-hmm. in terms of players. They were dead last, you know, last season. Um, and you, He brought them to the final of the Island games uh, playing a very attractive style of football. They were a lot of fun to watch and yeah, I think it's, it's well-deserved. I would, I have been up in arms if they'd given it to, to Bobby and his beard. Oh, probably not. Like I, I, it wouldn't have surprised me because it's what I expected. I didn't expect them to actually sort of go against everything Hamilton. Do you know what I mean? So um, I I do have
0: one question about the awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for the for the uh, fan awards, which mm. w- what won the community thing? The community. The biopic. Yeah,
4: the uh, biopic. The huh. uh, the Black Lives Matter work on biopic. Okay. Which
2: it that still typo
4: made it into the tweet they put out for it, and also into the article that they put out there. It's yeah, it's
3: they, they still maddening. keep going with this. I know. Why is no one changing this? I thought so. We're that. not the only ones to call it out either. Now this has been
4: pointed out to them before. I come on. This is, yeah, this is tough. This is tough to. This
1: mm-hmm. is tough to know it exists.
4: I mean, anyway. Yeah, I mean, t- Twitter. Sure, you can't edit Twitter, but a website, your website. I think you can go in there and just quietly change that if you want to. Just do it. Just do no, it. it no, u-
0: they they actually use uh, one of those ink websites.
4: Ah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Everything everything's handwritten. <laughs>
4: That, that explains a few things. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of well, takes Mark. away from the, the whole idea yes. of, hmm, we did this to be sure respect and be respectful and everything. But, oh, we got this word wrong and then we couldn't be bothered to fix it. Cause really who gives a fuck about you guys? I think it kind of takes away from that a little bit. Anyway, Kristen had a question for Mark. I
3: was, just wanted was, to know addressing what, him. what Mark's thoughts, uh, on, uh, on the, 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 Bobby versus Stephen Hart. I know you more or less answered, but like, are you are good with it? Or are you, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, right? or I, I feel like, I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like he,
1: he was robbed last year. Like if I'm going to compare, you know, uh, bodies of work from last year to this year, I think he was robbed last year and okay. this one I'm okay with. Um, I just, I'm good. I'm, Not to say that, you know, like eventually Forge is going to not be the best team in the league. I know. I know. I'm not ready for it yet, but hear me out. And at some point in time, Bobby will not be the coach. And I think it's going to be kind of, it's going to be quite strange uh, to to look back at the whole thing and go, are we, are we really, did we really not uh, hand out a trophy to this guy for so many years? (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just odd. He's going to uh, like, get the
3: Lifetime Achievement Coach Award, like a Lifetime Achievement Oscar, where they don't yeah. ever actually win. Oh, the yeah, like,
1: yeah, first ballot Hall of Fame. Whenever that happens,
4: you yeah, if, um, if you've got some kind of rolling tally of uh, who is the best coach in the entire history of the league, you know, Bobby's kind of up there. Like for both single years, add all those points together. He's clearly winning the overall thing, but you know, each individual year on its own, was he the best? Who knows? you
0: yeah.
1: will just have to make a new trophy.
4: Overall, for sure, mm. he is
1: the Dale gonna Mitchell. The, who's going to win the Bobby this year?
4: Yeah,
1: mm. <laughs> it's just a it's it's a soapstone, but of a giant beard.
4: I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very interesting to see how whoever the the artist is, like the indigenous thing, and how exactly they would interpret uh, Bobby Smeniotes.
0: I say as a walrus.
4: <laughs> mm. Mm. yes uh, uh, the beard but somebody's fucking the beard from behind because mm. <laughs> a- a-
1: as it should be
4: yeah
3: yeah oh dear I don't,
1: I don't know why it should be i just that
3: i needed to pile on mm. all right so um continuing with the which seems to be a, a fairly Hamilton heavy theme for CanCon this week. Um, a player, we have a, we have a player that is decided uh, at a interesting point in his career uh, to retire. And that is David Edgar. Um, and this was announced uh, just the other day, uh, very suddenly that after the 2020 season is complete. So whenever Hamilton are done, um, He's 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 walking away from football, and it's it feels like a very it's very it feels it, like this is this one sort of makes this one makes me a little bit sad. Like I I, I like David Edgar. I've always generally really enjoyed him as a player. I was very excited um, when he decided to to, to come home and, and play in the KMPL. and uh, you know he's played he's played around the world um, for quite a long time like since he since he was a since he was a kid right like he's what is he 33 um, so since he was a teenager he's been you know applying his trade he got his start at Newcastle when he was what 17 18 something like that yeah, um, yeah it was in like 2005 ish Yeah. hold on yes 2005 there we go um and yeah, like it's, it's, and, and of course we, you know, like used to seeing him on the, on the Canadian national team. And he was, you know, he captained it a few times and it just, he's just one of those players that's kind of been consistently around and, and solid defender, not, um, not flashy or anything like that. But, you know, again, he seems, it seems young for him to, to go, like he's a center back. So, you know, they play a bit longer, but he's obviously not going to be getting as much time with the national team and maybe opportunities within the KMPL. We're just not going to be there next season. I don't know. Um, he wants,
0: just wants to work on his music. Just let him go. It just
3: is like, got to get the band back together.
0: Just, just let him go. Mm-mm.
5: Well,
3: he's clearly, well, he said in his own farewell that he wants to, to go into, into coaching. And has been working on his badges and stuff. And that's great. Like, the more the more involvement, the more, you know, giving back into development of soccer within Canada um, is, I think, you know, is always a good thing. And one of the things that, you know, is sort of niggling around the back of my brain is, like, he's, he's from Kitchener. And he, <gasps> yeah, he's very proudly from Kitchener. And, you know, that's, they're one of the, they're one of the cities, one of the regions that is high on the next expansion side list for the KMPL. And can you imagine if he was involved in that? And how cool would that be? Not as a coach necessarily, but just to be involved somewhere in it? I think that'd be awesome.
1: I've been imagining that for a while, but, uh, you know, it's not going as fast as my imagination.
0: (laughs) You guys have weird imaginations.
1: (laughs) i dream of away days that don't take up the entire fucking day so that's me
3: and it's a lovely drive
1: oh i I was more joking about the idea of going to ottawa for the day or going to montreal or columbus for the day (laughs) who how how do you do that anyway i've done it i know you have (laughs) that's because you have problems my point is is that i would like it to be closer I would like that to be closer, so I don't have to book an entire weekend around an away day.
2: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, Kitchener. And if this, if dagger if if, if has to retire this early, so that happens faster. Um, I wish you'd retired two years earlier, so you could have been the eighth club. Whatever. I'm okay. We're here. Like that's the thing that kept the whole thing prevented from happening. We just mm. need a player, guys. Who are we gonna get? David Edgar's like, give me two more.
3: <laughs> anyway, he's he's just yeah, he's like I said, he's one of those players that's been around for ages, and you know, and he he played, he played in England for a very long time. Um, he's just, he's done a lot of really good things for soccer and uh, in soccer in general uh, for for Canada, I think. And i I'm going to I'm going to miss him as a as to watch. Him. Let him go. No, don't want
1: to. Let him free your body, let it move your soul. <laughs> let him go.
0: If he comes back to you, he was yours the whole time.
4: Oh, thanks. <laughs> you. you are weird. Um I mean you gotta think as of just everything that's got on this year, and he's obviously, you know, had injury issues and this and that. Yeah. In his, his mid thirties, no super old but mhm and yeah everything this year it's oh well we have got to go and live in prince edward island for a couple of months and now you're freaking just touring around CONCACAF, and you know, who knows what's going to happen next year maybe the same thing yeah i'd i'd be kind of willing to say you know, fuck it let's not go through that
0: i was not aware that his uh, father played 75 matches in goal for Hartlepool mhm his father, Eddie Edgar.
4: Eddie Edgar.
2: Yeah. Oh, shit. yeah I didn't know that either.
3: How cool is that?
1: Sounds made up.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm a journalist, David.
1: Ed, I
4: wouldn't yeah, make those things
3: up. He finished his... Uh, that was his last club over there, too. David Fucking Edgar's was.
4: Yeah. Monkey hanging fucks. Right before yep. he
3: came to I
4: was, Hamilton. I was waiting for that.
3: Yeah, I know. But, you know, anyway, it's, thank you for, I just, I, yeah, you know, I'll stop talking because I'm more, I think I'm sadder slash more interested in this than anybody else on this podcast. So, moving on, thank you, David Edgar, for all that you uh, did and hopefully will do for Canadian soccer.
4: Gotta say, before we move on, actually, my favorite David Edgar memory is, uh, I think it was. The season after he made his debut with Newcastle, and he barely ever played for them. It was reading like TSN at the time. They did a, uh, I guess, oh, he's a Premier League preview, and they kind of went through every club. Who's the player to watch? And this and this. And then that and that. And, you know, this was when Newcastle had just signed Michael Owen. You know, they still had Alan Shearer. You got, you know, a lot of good players. No, the player to watch is David Edgar cause <laughs> he's, he's a Canadian guy who's played maybe once or twice. And yeah, that's the big story here. It's just oh, TSN. Oh dear. But anyway, they tried. Mm.
3: Come on, though. The video of that goal—the goal he scored against Manchester United—that's a pretty awesome goal. It for was. your first, for your first goal ever, um, that's that's pretty spectacular.
1: So, yes. where do you go from there? We found uh, out.
3: Defenders You're not supposed to score those goals. Um, anyway. Are you yes. Yes. And not a ton of stuff to talk about for MLS this week. A quick update on the playoffs. And one, of course, because it's so MLS. And, of course, this is the the year of, of COVID. So, you know, playoff series march on. Um, T-terrorists handed uh, hmm. Orlando a decisive loss. Uh, so before, New before we go on, on,
0: before we go on, if you can cry about David Edgar. I need to cry about these up playoffs. Like the worst fucking teams are left.
3: <laughs> there's one really good team left hopefully there still will be after tomorrow when they eventually play about? Their fucking game. Uh, the loons
0: uh, yeah sure they're they're alright
3: what they're fantastic no they're alright so T-Terrorists beat Orlando um, and yes that mm. was depressing awful. and awful and fucking Bruce Arena is still around. Um, the crew beat the robots. Awful. You wanted Nashville to go forward?
0: It's more fun than crew. Jeez. Right. No. How many times have we been down that no, road? No, it's
1: not. No, oh, it's it not. No, nope, no. Nope. Fuck these new teams. No. Nope. Can...
3: <laughs> can... you, you know your place. You remember your place, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah.
1: You, yeah, you wait the fucking line a fucking long term. time. <laughs> yeah, don't forget... While there was a Chicago who did it on their first year, there was also a Toronto FC who waited a goddamn decade. <laughs> so you can was, wait. You can fucking on wait terms.
3: so long. Um, and then, ugh, fucking Dallas, worst. Ugh. So Seattle, yeah. Seattle's through to the conference final again. Mm. The dynasty lives on. Yay! No, yeah, but we're they can't not better. Final at least. We're not bitter at all. No, not us. Fuck
0: they heads. they scientifically can't go to the final without Toronto, so that's true.
3: That's true. Good point. Um, and then, good. so in the in the land of playoff weirdness, and this uh, continues to speak to Duncan's very um, very accurate uh, issue with the way the playoffs have been laid out in terms of spacing. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Sporting uh, the Sporks and the Loons were supposed to also play yesterday. Uh, no, sorry, they're supposed to play today, which was stupid enough as it is. It was already over a week since uh, since Minnesota had last played, and now because there have been not issues with COVID, oh no, but because Fox suddenly had a primetime spot open, and the league was like, a primetime spot? Can we have yeah. it? <laughs> they moved the fucking match another day.
0: Hold on. Hold on for a second. Did Mark make the noise? Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: Just on top to of be, that. I wanted I to be sure. sure.
1: According, to the, according to the little wave for me thingy, I definitely did it.
0: All right, good. <laughs>
3: Anyway, the, official, so there,
0: the official Don Garber boying noise needed to be addressed.
3: This, both the oh, you, 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 you. and the Loons have not played since the 22nd of November.
4: And then, so they're playing their game on the 3rd of December. Yes. And you know, Seattle played on the 1st of December. And then game? Did, did that, that next game is being played on the 7th. It's only like three or four days away and there's just a two-day game, a two day difference in recovery time.
3: Exactly. Hey guys, also, mellow Mon- out. Monday night? What the fuck? Well, Where it was supposed to be Sunday night but they moved it. They generously moved it a day because Generous. they rescheduled the fucking why? match because they... Anyways, it's so dumb and it's... No, it's, say
0: it's... why. <laughs> say why. There's a reason. I mean,
3: what? Because because they wanted to play primetime tomorrow night because Fox opened up a spot MLS sucks
4: and then they but then they Mark, move the next boy, game away on Sunday thank you. <laughs> what a setup
3: yeah that wasn't that wasn't emphasized <laughs> that at was all smooth. Um, yeah really no one'll notice yeah cuz originally both both conference finals were supposed to be on Sunday but because of this nonsense they've again generously moved it one whole day for the western just so fucking dumb and it's so frustrating to like it's 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 you know you try you try to like look at like the the few good things within this league and then they do stupid fucked up things like this it's so frustrating
0: but if they didn't do it the show would have been robbed of amazing sound effects
3: <laughs>
0: so i'm okay with it Mellow out, man. It's some playoffs. It's meaningless. Time is a flat circle.
4: Anyway, so... Loon's, you can't pass up a prime time on Fox I, opportunity.
3: No, of course not. Of course you not. You just can't. You just can't. You know, in a year where... Whatever. It would, you know what? They would do this even if it wasn't the year that wasn't. Yes. If this is a regular year... And the playoffs were ticking along the way they were supposed to, and suddenly this happened, they'd be like, What? But of course we'll move our game, Fox. Idiots. Because watching
4: sport in Kansas City versus Minnesota, you know, that's going to bring in a giant primetime audience <laughs> and convert the masses to MLS. I still yes. want to meet yes. I
1: still want to meet the person that that's flipping through the channels. And sees MLS Sacker and and sees Sporting Kansas City versus Minnesota, and goes, nah, it's okay. But then, you know, two pages down or the next day sees New York versus Philadelphia, and goes, fuck yeah! Like without no context, like like,
5: big cities more
1: fun. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. They're the worst teams. God damn it. I no but I want to meet I want to meet these people. I want to meet these people that will only watch not because they're from the city. They're, that's that's not the, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the wanker in the Midwest who's like, I just want to see some sports and that's the thing he settles on because it's like I've heard of those places yeah. and that's what it tunes <laughs> in for. More
0: population
3: means better soccer. Yeah, naturally that's a that's a rule, <laughs> isn't it? Of course. Um so so yeah. So then um, Columbus and the T-Terrace play Sunday afternoon.
0: Ugh, Meteor Seattle Derby.
3: plays hopefully the Loons on Monday night. Um, and then the final is the following bi- weekend, and we'll discuss that next week. Uh, I,
0: in in, in
3: Football I will Manager absolutely 21, dude. be biased. Hey, in that press conference, my hand is up, and I am asking Adrian Heath why he is so fantastic. So that's all that matters, and mm. why Stuart Kerr has made Dane St. Clair, sweet Dane St. Clair, one of the best keepers in the league. So you all just be quiet. Hey, I will not apologize for my loon love, so, you know, get over it. You haven't started, so I would expect
1: it <laughs> to be different. Loon love. Mm. Tainted loons.
3: <laughs> I've got to <laughs> run away. They have the Stabulous. Yeah uber left-wing supporters group that we adore like again yeah. what, what what's not to love here
4: this just seems like a very sort of like moon worshiping kind of thing I, it's, <laughs> it's pagan yeah. pagan. well
2: yeah
4: I, you
3: know. um all right so that's happening uh eventually and in random i guess it's 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 mls slash k it's just stupid um I think anyway, the the cheesemakers announced Mm. out of nowhere that apparently they're going to change their name or they're seriously thinking about it. It, it, So nothing's been confirmed yet. They are steadfastly refusing to comment um, after this report came out and everyone has now covered it uh, to the the skies. so whether or not they're actually, I, I, whether it's one of those, we we're going to do this, but holy fuck, everyone seems really upset about this. We better back paddle quick and not talk about it. But the talk is that from going from um, Montreal Impact, which has been their name for their entire existence. So 30-ish years? How long Montreal? Yeah, something that? like that. Um, to the uber exciting Montreal FC. Ooh.
1: I'm not. I'm not as uh, original. I'm not super upset by that, mostly because they had their development team for like a hot minute and a a half, where they were called. I'm not sure it was either FC Montreal, Montreal, yeah, yeah, and their badge was like way better than the Uh impact. Um, You should just like you got all the work done. Just 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 scratch out the word impact and go with that. You're that close. Yeah,
0: the FC Montreal badge and look was
1: good it was perfect. I will go, I will go a step further. It was the best looking badge in North America. Easily, easily. And it was wasted away in USL two or whatever the shit it was.
5: Yep.
1: And it lasted a half, like I said, a half minute. And yeah, I, I would like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, if, if they were going to go with that, I'd be perfectly okay with it. As far as like realizing now, after being the Montreal impact for how long, Mm. Timely, I guess, huh? Timely? Wouldn't you call it timely? Mm,
3: fuck. Well, it's just, out of all the things that are wrong with the cheesemakers, like, all the things yeah, that, okay. go, that go wrong for them, um, how is this, like, the priority?
0: It's not the priority, but it's a thing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for protecting a, a roller derby name. Like, it's a terrible name. <laughs> It's, it's it is a <laughs> remnant of roller hockey international. It's those days, like, yeah. like what does it? Okay, the the real time to do this would have been when they when they uh, joined the MLS. Joined the MLS, yeah, that was the obvious and expected. It, actually, I was actually surprised at the time that they kept Impact because it's like Jesus, like without the you know Toronto Montreal rivalry thing, that has nothing to do with it. It's just it's my snobbiness for terrible. You know, ball and this is my name.
3: Just for just like honoring your history. Why not?
0: Oh, on, oh, 30 years of USL magic? Come on.
1: I will uh I will uh just as a pile on from your previous comment there, Tony. Uh the roller hockey international team in Montreal was called the Roadrunners, which is better than the impact anyway.
0: I'm Vancouver Voodoo <laughs> for life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would be New Jersey Rock and Roller, son wow i think i think i've read out of all the names i know off the top of. My head. <laughs> i can picture some of the logos but i could tell A you toronto anything. planets oh my god the toronto planets oh my god i forgot about them
4: oh my god that's the worst <laughs> name I oh. do yeah I, I definitely agree the impact you know who cares about losing that name i eh, but you know you can do better than montreal fc that i agree yeah, with come on you have the advantage of every, over everybody else in this league. You've got an entire different fucking language exactly. to play with. Exactly. Oh, yeah,
2: for sure, yeah.
4: Come on. I mean, is there anything out there that says, like who generally supports the impact? I mean, is it sort of generally Montreal and Quebec's French-speaking community as a whole? Or is it kind of like the, the Angle community in Montreal that supports the team, eh? You know, but yeah, come on. Go go French. Go, Seriously.
0: You know, yeah, embrace, embrace that.
3: Just, embrace yeah, with
0: it. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, like, like well, the, well like said, they're the, the only French
3: team. FC is a boring win. fucking name. Like why do this? Find no, something okay. better. Yeah,
0: I'm not I'm not yay, Montreal FC, although we can't uh, really, really mock, mock it being Toronto fans. Like no, I know, it's I know separate. I'm pro getting rid of impact because it's a stupid fucking name. But I'm but Montreal FC, okay. A, I don't think we should mock it being Toronto FC supporters. <laughs> um but yes to what duncan said they, they they are the one team in north america who can get away with having a ridiculously flashy name mm-hmm. like club supersex <laughs>
4: <laughs> racing club de montreal yeah oh, fc, FC supersex o- yeah. Olymp- olympic mm-hmm. montreal why not why yeah not? i was wondering about like come on you can no, see I, the olympic spin- I wonder
0: if that, that must be a trademark thing like yeah, no. Club. I saw
3: something about FIFA and how that would not work because uh, of
0: because the Olympic logos and all that.
3: Something like that. Yeah, there mean, was something that, that was. But what about quit.
0: the Olympic, yeah? But what about the Olympic teams in uh, France?
3: Yeah,
1: like Leo
0: yeah. and Marseille
3: never hosted the Olympics. I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't read it thoroughly. I just saw a couple comments on it. They were like, could "Oh, right, that makes sense."
1: Could be a grandfather thing too. Yeah, so. yeah it
0: might it have more to do grand with grand who owns the uh, the image rights to the old of o- Montreal Olympic. But yeah, you know,
2: like, there. there's no
0: racings it. in North America. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and they have an F1 thing. It's yeah. right there. Racing yes. Villeneuve. And it, yeah. And a tradition of drivers. I mean, it's no dumber than Indy 11 when you consider the context yeah. of naming no, your no, own sport sure. after another sport, but, uh, yeah, Racing Club de Montréal sounds wicked
4: awesome. No, the the, the Montreal LOL, you know, to, to, the badge can oh. just be that uh, some sort of LOL on a bin bag. Just for uh, you.
0: Yeah, they can have that green. Yeah. Uh, oh yes. the green can be their mascot. Yes,
4: yeah. now we're talking. Yeah, we're here to help the Montreal Cowboys. Yeah, get the, the, the Mitsu thing in there, yeah. and then they leave.
3: Bye bye. Aww. <laughs> anyway, it just seems it just feels weird, but anyway, we'll see what happens in the coming mm-hmm. days with that. At some point in time, the the ownership is going to have to respond to repeated asks for comments And I did uh,
0: like I, I did laugh at some of the comments coming from Montreal, though, who were like, "Ugh." Why are we trying to copy Europe?
3: <laughs> like, really Montreal? That was kind of fun. Cause
2: it's a
3: Get into uh, a lot of TFC talk. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, you can turn it. You can turn it off in like ten minutes if you're not you. TFC fans. The
0: show's done in ten minutes.
3: No, um, no. but no. before we go into that, we have something that again we, we talked about. That we, we we had a little update last week, but so through the early part of uh, of the soccer the soccer season when everything was shut down, there was a league that gave us. Not just something to talk about, but something to focus on and enjoy and celebrate when um, oh, everything else the ground to a standstill. And here to tell us all about who finally won and all the final weekend drama in the Belarusian Premier League. Here is Mark Hinckley with BPL wins and losses. Mark,
1: thank you, Kristen.
3: You're welcome. I am about to finish
1: because <laughs> it's the end of the season. I- I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, this is it, everyone. The Vashaya Liga, penultimate week 30, where we separate the Moshizni from the Shlop The penultimate week 30? Yeah. Isn't that penultimate? Is that the end of it? Penultimate? No, it's ultimate. It's the
3: one before the end. Penultimate was last week. It was week four.
1: This is it, everyone. I'm keeping this
0: all in. This it's is it, Belar- everyone. Yeah, but in Belarus, penultimate means the last, though. That's, that's
3: Right, it. there you go. Yeah, Mark, Mark was just speaking locally, so.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Uh, th- well, this is it, everyone. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm forcing <laughs> this through. The Vachea League Ultimate, week 30. Good reception the Vachini on the Slopiski. Exciting. Seven games on the docket as Slutsk, the Pitstains, and Smovici SDI, the Elder Abusers was postponed, and I have no idea if they will make it up, as neither side can move from their position in the table, regardless of the result. So let's just get the chaff out of the way. First, Slavia Daddy's naughty secret hosted Energetic BGU.
0: That one kid at your school with the hot dog
1: (laughs) At the country house, and you only needed to watch the last fifteen minutes of this one, it was scoreless until the seventy sixth minute when Slavia gifted the visitor with an own goal, and then two minutes from time, Vladislav Juk bags one, and then two minutes later, bags another one to give Slavia the 2-1 win. Also, uh, or next, Vitebsk... Finger Boys. ...hosted Torpedo Belaz. The dental damnation. Torpedo <laughs> would get the lead, and then Vitebsk would draw, and then lead, and then draw, and then lead, and and keep it for a three-two win. <laughs> oh. Twist. I know. I know. I, oh, I should have went with propelled them from a three-two win. That would have kept the torpedo thing alive. that's all right. End of the season. It's penultimate yeah, yeah. in right. Bel- right. Belarus. Anyway, um, next Isloch. Spooky. <laughs> Hosted Gorodeya. The Kurt Russells. Where the home side came from two down to tie it, and it ended that way two all. Uh, Dinamo Brest. The Gravy Skins. Hosted Grodno. Rodno means no. And they did what they had to do to keep their continental hopes alive by defeating the visitors 3 1. The undercard to the main event has to be Valshina. The tire fire. Hosting Rook Breast. The Robins. 10th minute, Levetsky gets the ball at the top of the box, cuts towards the middle, fires a low shot going opposite corner, scores Velshina. 1-0. This would be the first of three goals for Belshina. Unfortunately, what? Rook Breast bagged seven. <laughs> <laughs> Four of which came from Sadowski. It actually put him in the top 15 of the goal scoring. <laughs> 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 Brought him up to nine. More like happy, oh my god, yeah. Really? Oh. <laughs> Um, honestly, I've never seen a highlight clip reel where every single cut had a goal in it. 7 <laughs> 3 um, is the final. Here's Belshina's gaffer, Edward Gradebev, on his final match of the season.
6: Sometimes, in a man's life, I in the great sponsored city of Belshina, also known as the thyroid of a Europe, mm-hmm. a man it's comes like to realize you must your live your in the moment. Father, Stalin,
0: All through this year, as the great Kyrgyzstan flu has ravaged much of the Western world,
6: but entirely missed Belarus due to our
0: superior sulfur tablets,
6: I have been putting aside some of my more
0: luxury rubbish items in case some Georgians manage to sneak over the border and cause us to go into a fake news
6: lockdown. Myself and third best son Blaznik, Mm-hmm.
0: built a pit Чтобы in the garden next to the lady's diktat- outside diktat- hole to make diktat-
6: dirt. In that, have I have, have been putting aside
0: premium class, economic, number one rubbish uh, items, also a swing for
6: military, local children. So Some of the rubbish but, includes half-eaten half muskrat half half shank, half muskrat shank, an autographed poster of hunk Burt Reynolds, but autographed by former Belarusian water commissioner Yevgeny Neshbardov. Mm -hmm. a leftover bag of instant beet drink like the cosmonauts have, a cartoon
0: of Western sexy girl Margaret Thatcher with big schlablonga meat out, and various wedding
6: rings. I
0: waited and waited for the glorious day when the curious flu ended,
6: and I could go out with my
0: big bag and walk down the avenue of heroic disasters to the town dump next to City Hall,
6: but that day never came. Then one night, the
0: garden became a sinkhole again.
6: And just like that, my life's work was erased. Also, I've secretly been unemployed for a month, and that traitor and secret Georgian
0: Dimitri Megas from Belshina Reserves team has been the caretaker-manager.
6: Don't tell my wives. Rubbish.
1: (laughs) Spectacular. And tragic. I'm gonna miss these emotional journeys. I feel like I live there, but I don't. Next uh, is basically where this 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 is what's leading to Dinomominsk
0: Minsk, curly soap hairs,
1: hosting first place Bate Borisov, pickle smugglers, where the visitors had to win to guarantee their trophy. 21st minute, Minsk was awarded a penalty as a cross struck a defender's foot and then went up into his own outstretched arm. Classic. <laughs> uh, Shakavka steps up, but chick, chick, chick out, makes a huge stop. Still scoreless. And then for the next 70 minutes, Bate's best chances caused Dinamo's keeper no real issues. 12 shots, three were on net, and it ended in a scoreless draw. So now it's up to Shakhtar Sologarsk.
0: The dodgy tickers.
1: At home to vanilla-ass Minsk. Dirty Pete and the boys. I have to apologize. I said that the Bate Dinamo match was the one to watch. This! This was the one to watch. 18th minute, Minsk counter down the far side as runs onto a pass and a lovely low chip into the far corner. 1-0 to Minsk. Holy shit. Five minutes later, Kendish ties it up for Shakhtar with a low shot. From the left of the keeper on a fairly tight angle. So 1-all to the half. Second half, Srimenko is front and center to pounce on a huge rebound to pop it in for Minsk. 2-1. 2-1. 72nd minute, Arkhipov gets a glancing header from a free kick to direct it into the far corner. Tied 2-all. 92nd minute, with the home side quietly losing their minds... Corner kick from Shaktor sa- sails over most of the crowd. Defender Roman Beganoff at the far post, unmarked, banks it in. His third of the season and likely the biggest of his career, 3-2. 98th minute, Shaktor counter. Arkhipov gets on the end of a short pass, dinks it in, 4-2. Shaktor are your new
2: x liga champions! <laughs> Woo! Good for them. Indeed.
4: And now with Gambos Connor, here's Mark. Thanks, Duncan.
1: I bet one whole Canadian dollar of currency to pick Torpedo, the breasts. I don't know why we haven't been calling him the breasts all <laughs> too long. Shakteur and Bate to win, which would have resulted in eleven dollars and thirty cents, but we know how that went. Uh, I tried to do a compound bet bet where I would pick Shaktor to win the championship at $3.14. With Scheckter winning their game at $1.40, but either the system was too smart or too dumb to let me bet on it. So effectively it was the, because it was effectively it was the same outcome. Oh well. Uh final tally is that I'm up $13.60 from the start of the year. Kind of been a rough last month with area Sniff. Oh well.
4: $13.60 up. That that's pretty good, Mac. It's not bad. Now let's just imagine that mm-hmm. you'd been uh, gambling a thousand dollars a week instead of one dollar. You'd be like thirteen thousand dollars up.
1: I would probably have more kids. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't have gambled if I had a thousand dollars a week to spend
4: on
6: this. Mm.
1: But I, I, I see your angle though. I totally see yeah. your angle.
2: Yeah.
4: Anyway, yeah, uh, this has been Gamble's Corner for the season. Uh Back to you, Merck.
1: Thank you, Duncan. So no noticeable changes to the table, except Bate is going to Europa qualifications with Torpedo. Uh, No change to the golden boot as Skavish wins with 19 goals. Yes, I had one real chance over the weekend, but that was easily stopped. A phrase unlikely spoken. Thank you, COVID-19. Had you not shut down the world and crippled some economies and shone the light on the various nations in denial, we would have never found the Belarusian League playing on YouTube in front of our very eyes. I'm still trying to procure various souvenirs, but so far, I have my own Dinamo Breast scarf and kit to add to my collection. Uh, Will I follow this delightfully absurd league next year? Who knows? I mean, it's got a Sputnik, so all to play for. I mean, I suppose probably not once Camp PL and MLS resumes regular service. I doubt I'll have room in my schedule to watch this, but I'll always have room in my heart. Hmm. Dinamo Breast until I die, or this pandemic ends that's all for wins and losses this week back to you Kristen
3: thank you Marcus
1: raise these cups <laughs> <They're>
4: we- <laughs> breasts <laughs> Wikipedia suggests the Dynamo breast kit is pretty fucking blonde but uh, I don't know if, if you actually have it uh, tell us otherwise uh
1: it's uh it's 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 not it's not flashy by any means um, I pro- I would even go as far as saying it's not even the the nicest dynamo kit uh, that is out, but um, it's, it's a very simple affair. Uh, I think the thing that I appreciate, which I mean, this is sponsors go uh, it. There's only really two colors on the entire kit. Like there's like four or five sponsors, but they're all flat colors. Like they're, it's just that blue. So it makes for a not completely eyesore as compared to many of the other ones where they've got a, green jersey with a giant yellow sponsor on the front
4: so um Bastards.
1: but yeah it's it's a it's a simple looking kit uh, joma did a really good job the away kit is the reverse so instead of it being white shirt with blue trim it's a blue shirt with white trim and a black collar which i mm-hmm. uh, actually really really sharp but yeah yeah it's a. Uh, Look, I'm trying to get Belshina scars, okay? Spoiler alert. I'm trying to get Belshina scars. Desperately. So, good,
6: good luck.
2: Thank you to get on your case. Crush girl, remember and we party dance with the sliver Cindy and they call us the P. you with the TS or those in your BS. No you done. God bless two fingers in the air. Peace and we out of here. Two fingers in the air. Peace and we out of here. <laughs> the TLS both doesn't you be so Yo, you done god bless two fingers in the air peace, two fingers in the air peace, the all rated, typically the All right and,
3: and, to and to close out the show it is time for some TFC talk where we Ooh, talk
4: about TFC. In.
3: and TFC, yeah there's like so our so, up until yesterday um really we were going to sort of we are going to talk about like two things um we still can't player movements, <laughs> and uh, you know Iowa Akinola, and maybe speculate on on, yeah. on like the coach's future with the club you know just 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 rambling stuff as we search for TFC things to talk about until they legitimately start cutting people and stuff um, so first we are going to talk about player stuff uh, and we were talking about whether or not you know contract options we're going to get exercise and we're talking about Pablo Piatti, who they did not exercise the option on him, and rightfully so. Again, I think we all agreed he should not come back as a DP if he comes back at all. Uh, the other players who uh, are out of contract, and they did not, um, you know, do any options on or anything. Uh, so Laurent Simon, uh, oh, no. the nephew. Oh, no. Justin Morrow. Hmm. They'll bring him back some way. I know they will. And Tony Gallagher. So I guess oh, no. his loan didn't have an option. And it was just for the season or part of the season. So he's back uh, to Liverpool. And that's and that's fine. Um, and then I think a lot of people under contract already. But they did exercise the options on the following players. Uh, most of them are the young kids, which we expected. So Kevin Silva, Julian Dunn, um, uh, Achara, Akinola, but also Nick DeLeon,
5: mm-hmm.
3: Subasa Endo. Sure. Did, did not expect that one. And then the one that I'm delighted about, but also didn't expect, Liam Frazier. Sure. Liam Fraser still lives to get loaned out somewhere, I'm sure. Um,
4: keep his seat warm on the Liam Fraser Memorial bench for another year. True. <laughs>
3: um, now, of course, even even with um, players that are under guaranteed contract for next season, um, including, and someone we don't talk about because his contract doesn't start until the 2021 season, which is Jordan, per- Jordan Perusa, uh, who young young forward that everyone seems to have a pretty high opinion of. So we'll see how he does next season, if he gets any first team time at all, but something to worry about in like three months. Um, So there's still, still tons of potential for contracts to get taken. Players will be exposed in the expansion draft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, including Piatti, who is apparently eligible for the, Oh, sorry, not the expansion draft. He's eligible for the re-entry draft, which is one of the 12,000 drafts that take place between uh, December 13th and whenever the super draft is in January. So yeah, so some player stuff, more stuff will happen in, you know, the coming weeks and we will get... Eventually
4: we'll we'll, we'll re-sign Zavalletta because, you know...
3: Because exactly, because, you know, family connections and stuff, right? Yeah. And then Ayo Akinola, who is a player that, you know, we, you know, had a bit of a breakout year this season, Um, or, you know, like maybe not like a full breakout, but pretty close Uh, after having not played for an entire year. He did very well at the COVID Cup, had a decent fall, um, and is a player who can play for three different countries based on um, nationality, uh, where where he grew up, where he was born, and his, uh, his family's background. So he could play for, uh, for Nigeria, for Canada, or for the US. And as a youth player, he has spent some time with the US camp because Canada never never asked for him. Never said, hey you, young young man, why don't you come to one of our camps? So someone suggested that he go to the States. Kid wants to play understandable well Greg Berhalter and this is this has finally come up again the last few months as Akinola has suddenly looked promising and good where oh oh John Herdman's having conversations with him now oh really isn't that lovely and Greg Berhalter is like oh no no we're totally talking to him and Akinola is not making any you know public decisions about anything well he's been invited to the next this this upcoming US camp for uh, it's a friendly um, and he's going, and again, it's not, this camp does not cap him. So there's still a possibility for him to, to play for Canada. Um, and, and I would love for him to play for Canada cause the more options, the better, right? There's a lot going on the next in the next year in terms of a lot of matches they're going to have to fit in and stuff like that. Uh, but everyone who is attacking Iowa Canola, I think needs to take about three steps back. Um, he's not Teal Bunbury. He's not, uh, um, um, uh, Jonathan de He's not like, he's not any of these players that have hemmed and hawed and said one thing and done another. He's also a kid, um, who again, up until recently, no one from Canadian, the Canadian men's national team program has asked him to Mm -hmm. come play with them. So if no one is talking to you until, you know, suddenly you put up some goals in a, in a really random tournament in the league you play in, and hey, you're a good player. Well, why wouldn't you listen to the, to the country that you were born in, so you have citizenship and you have friends and connections, that has actually been interested in you since you were a teenager? I don't know. Do I want him to play for Canada? Of course I do. Am I going to lose my shit if he plays for the States?
1: Nope. Yeah. I, I think that, I think there's the biggest thing here is um, to me is the part where Canada wasn't knocking on his door, but now all of a sudden have found it because somebody else is talking yeah. to him. And, and, and that, that <clears throat> from what I understand and know of Canadian scouting, none of that surprises me, not in the slightest. It's different when they're here and they've been to camps and you know, they, they say all the, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm going to commit. And then they turn around and go the other way. That's, that pisses me off because they're, they're basically in and then whatever the reason they change their mind. Uh, IO has every right to go wherever he wants in this situation. Um, I can't, I can't possibly, ma- like, my anger should and would be directed at anybody and everybody who's involved with the Canadian men's national team scouting. Uh, how in the fuck have you not noticed that he was there? How have you thought that, oh, we don't need him or we, like, he's all, no one's going to cap him. He's, it's fine. He's going to be here. Sure. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, sorry, did you say Nigeria? Yeah. Nigeria. Yeah. Maybe Nigeria doesn't knock down his door because they've got their own talent. Uh, the U S who seem like they will cap literally anybody who shows a slight amount of promise and interest. That doesn't surprise me either. Cause that also feels like they're just trying to deny anybody, any smaller country air quotes from uh, having some talent themselves, but I can't blame Io if, if he were to, I hope he doesn't. I genuinely hope he doesn't. Um, he would look much better in a red shirt. I'm used to seeing him in a red shirt. Uh, hmm. But if you, if he if he goes elsewhere, this is the, this is on the CSA, this is on the coaching, this is on the, whatever committee of selection that they happen to have. Uh, they are the ones that should go and collectively screw themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, rightly or wrongly, if if he does go to the states, it will look like a, a real shortcoming in the structure of the CSA. Like from the, the public perspective, there's no other way people are going to look at it and say, "Well, you really screwed up." maybe there's more behind the scenes to it you know that we yeah, don't know but but from the outside looking in it will look like the csa had this guy under their nose from when he was a kid and just like were so kind of blase about it that they just let him go and let him go and while well, they could have capped him long before the americans sniffed interest and and yes like i said maybe that's maybe that will be an unfair evaluation but that's how many people will look at it canadian fans especially what they i, I really hope people don't blame the player for for the player himself, it should come down to where he truly gets the best opportunity. Uh, best opportunity to be in a program that qualifies a lot more for things would be the Americans, but that doesn't necessarily mean he is going to be be playing. Uh, and maybe you know, someone we joke about Teal Bunbury, but he's a, a cautionary tale. Yeah, Teal Bunbury probably could have played a got a lot of caps playing for Canada, and he's just you know he's completely fallen off the radar for the Americans. So, you know, it for Akinola, Hopefully, he gets good advice and gets the truth from whatever program he's looking into, how they see him being used in the future. But uh, I mean, with the twenty twenty six World Cup coming up, you know, he's got a chance to go to the World Cup either way, probably. Unless something I'd
2: imagine so strange happens to his exactly yeah
0: yeah something strange happens his career so that. You know, the opportunity to go to the World Cup is uh, something he can probably take off his uh, list of things to consider. But from there, it's, yeah, it's it's up to him where he goes. And if it is the States, then it'll be egg on CSA space again.
3: And again, like I said, and more power to him. From, he's, he's never publicly said one way or another. No. You know, he's, he's, he's acknowledged recently that obviously people are interested now. He's also, yeah. I think, I think, I think the, the Nigerian FA has is, is reached out to, but I don't think that's ever going to, yeah. he's going to decide. Yeah, it's not, it's, and, and it's not it's like he's pumping for
0: a, a loose connection to the States. Yeah. Like, it's not like he spent like a year there, you know, it's, it's. Yeah. yeah okay, he's got some formative recovery. years. were here, but I mean, you know, it's not like it's just one of these players who's being a mercenary.
3: Yeah. No, not at all. So. Whatever happens, whatever is whatever happens. the the friendly is uh, I can El Salvador's next week again, it doesn't count. but at this stage, you know when when actual games that matter start happening next year, um, you know sometime in the next couple months he'll probably make a decision and we'll we'll go from there. But I think uh, as fans, we at least on this podcast we wish him we wish him well, whatever decision he makes.
0: Yes, I just hope agents stay out of it of his decision making process because oh, ag- agents were plump for the U.S. because of the uh, more eyes on him and yeah. you know scouting from bigger clubs and stuff like that. So hopefully, okay. it's hopefully it's the decision that's best for him playing
3: internationally more. All right, now of course the big news—the news that I I honestly did not expect. I had on the original rundown Greg Vanny. What do we think he's going to do? Is he going to stick around for a few more years, or do you think, think he'll start looking?
4: I know <laughs> oh, he'd leave. I you—you can't go out on a sour note like that after losing. He's going to be like right there, looking to come back next year and Definitely.
3: rebuild. Event. And yeah, mm-hmm. So he's gone. So he stepped oh. down. And I know. I know. And I guess, like. Like, kudos to him for going out on his own terms. You know, he wasn't fired. Uh, Bill Manning and Allie Curtis absolutely wanted him to stay. Um, the one thing I find very interesting and kind of telling about this whole thing is uh, is the contract. And, you know, from, from what we've read, from what I've read over the last day, um, this contract has been ready since, you know, I've had reports of the summer. Um, up to, you know, early mid fall, but like, it's been, it's just been waiting for Vanny to sign and he's, you know, been like, I'm just focusing on the season, uh, but that's sort of telling right there, right. That he was really, really, really not jumping to sign the contract right away. This was like a, I'm going to consider, I'm going to think, and he's, you know, it's, he's, he's walking away and he's walking away on his own terms. Um and it's it's odd, right? So it's been just over seven years since he became head coach since that since that fateful stabbing Ryan Nelson in the back moment. Um it
4: hasn't been seven years. That was September 2014. It's been just seasons. over six. Seven seasons, sorry. Um six
2: and a bit seasons. Six and a bit seasons.
3: Two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. matches. Um uh, sure. according to uh, sit down for a moment, Martin Bailey. And, um, it's, it's, it, you know, we, 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 we've always had issues with Greg Vanny. We certainly did in the beginning. And, you know, even, even with all the success, there was always things that sort of, I think, you know, certain things we had issues with formations, um, inability to like change on the fly, which he did so, in a, you know, infrequently kind of thing. But, his time here, not, uh, coincidentally tied with, uh, Bill Manning's time here, um, brought a lot of stability to the club. Obviously 2017, um, the wonderful, you know, the trouble, uh, 2016, the greatest, uh, series, possibly in MLS history, certainly the greatest night I've ever experienced for football. Um, and, Yeah, like, it's, it's, I'm sad he's going because it's like, we've actually had a coach for a while. So that's kind of been fun. But I'm like, all right, well, good for you. Like, you know, you did your thing. And the team wasn't complete shit this year. So it's not like you're leaving in a way that we can really like rail at you and make a you know, a lot of fun of you and and tear you to shreds. So it's this really weird middle ground. Like,
0: so, so you're not David. Edgar sad is what you're saying. <laughs>
3: That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Go on. No, I don't know. It's just it's 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 a weird thing. I'm happy for him, but I'm sad for him. Sad for us. I don't know. I've watched I've watched too many farewell videos and crap the last twenty four hours. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I I think there's I think it's time for a change. So I'm not you know, a lot needs to happen with this club, so this is probably a really good time for him to walk away um, to probably L.A., but... Um...
0: Yeah, I mean, that probably will have in the long, grand scheme of things have a lot more to do with it than anything. You know, it's a small... The MLS coaching ranks are a small world. The L.A. story has obviously been going on for a while. Even, you know, before they made the move uh, on Shalato, like, you know, was off, the writing was on the wall in LA. So there was a lot going on. And even though his star had maybe dipped a tiny bit from its heights after 2017, you know, in the tiny merry-go-round of MLS, North American MLS coaches, he's, you know, he was highly touted, highly, you know, there was a lot of talk of him, you know, even taking over the American national job back, uh, before the last change, so it's not a shock. I don't think it's all that sad. I'm not gonna sit and watch the videos, but I'm not gonna shit on him either. I mean, it was you know a great run, but there was a lot going on which made it a great run. I'm not gonna you know we're not gonna rewrite history and say well how would he have been with a bad team, but you know that because you could say that about any manager really. So he, it's it's I, I don't feel tremendous sadness. It's it's kind of. It, an interesting time for TFC, time to maybe change the face on the field and having the opportunity to change off the field is maybe a good thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, about the same. Way. I mean, it was clearly a success while he was here, eventually. Uh, the first one and a half seasons, not so much, but after that, right, things got together and it worked out. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know, you know how things, good luck to him. Um, I'm, I'm not against the idea of a change, though, and like, Going in a different direction and see what happens. There was um, another club recently was talking about like Jose Mourinho, and how he fits in much better at Spurs than he did at Man United because you know, yeah, Spurs are okay with you know, being a bit of a sort of underdog in in certain things, whereas you know, Man United they're expected to, you know, they're the biggest richest club. There's expected to be a certain element of glory that goes with the the, the winning there. And I think yeah, for TFC, they've got the biggest budget in MLS. They've been spending a loads of money, and you know, 2016, 2017, 2017 especially. It's like, all right, yeah, this this makes sense. This looks like a team that is spending more money than everyone else. And then you know, kind of 2018 was kind of ruined by the CCL, but you know, which is probably my favorite thing that he did there, just like getting that far. It's fantastic run. But you know, the last couple of seasons. In TFC, they've still had the big budget. They've still been very uh, well. We should be doing really well. And it's like, eh, we've been having... I mean, the, yeah, they, they got to the final in 2019. I'm not entirely sure how. And then it's like 2020, they almost won the Supporters Shield again. I don't know how. It was just a grind. It was... Ugh. And, you know, it was uninspiring. And, you know, if you're going to be... If you're the big spending team and everything, you should be better than uninspiring. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay with going in a, a different direction let's let's see what happens maybe that means that we're not the big spending team anymore and you know who knows although i think from what he was saying he wanted to be going to just build something new and you know is if management wanted to keep going with the win now and spending big so who knows exactly what's going to happen but yeah the last couple of years eh, there has been no real joy to TFC really. So, you know, best of luck to you, Greg, but I'm cool with moving on.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. Like, like, thank you for everything you did. And, and quite sincerely, like uh, one of the things I, for everyone, anyone who doesn't get the athletic, um, this was something that I, uh, Joshua Cloak, who uh, writes for the athletic most of the time we've had on the show and we'd friend of the pod. Um, had an article out this morning. Again, there's gonna be lots of Vanny TFC articles in the coming days and weeks. Um, but and this is something that we've talked about a lot in terms of MLSCs um, and problem with TFC, while still, you know, being, you know, both a, a hindrance and a help is their their need to, to win right now and moving this core forward and um, sometimes to the detriment of youth development, because they want to over rely on 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 the on the veterans. And again, they want to win right now. They always want to win right now. And that's an MLSE trademark, right? They often do <laughs> well, win right now. In, in
0: in recent history.
4: Recently, yes.
3: Not not just not just I'm not just talking about i I'm not just talking about TFC. I'm talking about all of their
0: Yeah, and I'll say still sure. say in recent history.
3: Sure. Yes. Well they've managed to make it work because they finally start... anyway. But well, that's their
4: ever since ever since they got rid of the teacher's pension plan running everything, yeah. then yes, I agree with your point.
3: Um so one of the things that he has in this piece is that, uh, you know, they wanted Vanny to stay, but there was a difficult balance, you know, wanting to Vanny wanting to give minutes to the young players, but getting pressure for results uh, within this schedule, and because that's one of the things that sort of always very much confused me, and we've 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 picked on him for, we've talked about is um you know they keep talking about how he's he's like this academy guy and he loves the young players and he's big on development and then they hardly ever play and what the hell is going on and it always does make you wonder what the pressure is behind the scenes and this just sort of speaks to that a little bit also seems to indicate that maybe piatti was not vanny's choice Mm -hmm. that he was
0: whether whether that's right or wrong i mean you know about the young players whether he wanted to or didn't and even if uh bill manning and curtis wanted to go with more established players and go for the bigger players. it doesn't really matter if if they're not communicating on the same level then it's oh, yeah all the really, more reason- it's not really gonna work right
3: right oh yeah no 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 this is just a i just think it's just an interesting sort of snippet or a kind of a, a an extra little shading in the background
0: yeah. um, I, I find it interesting his talk of projects and young players because it just seems like such a I can't think of too many examples in this league where clubs are really built on their academies or, or youth players to a core.
4: Interestingly yeah. enough, a, a fairly recent example would be New York Red Bulls under Ali Curtis, which I think when Ali Curtis came in here, a whole was, bunch of people were talking coding,
3: about. yeah. Hmm,
4: yes, they're probably going to be focusing on the academy more, mm. which this Irony. article that comes out suggests
2: maybe that's not. not
4: the case, which yeah. makes me suggest, yeah, you know. Vanny's kind of puffing himself up a bit and it's being reported uncritically, whereas yeah, who knows what's going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: it's all very, again, and, and you know, it, it always takes it always takes months and sometimes years for all this stuff to fully come out. So yeah. he's gone and it is what it is. It's, again, it's I think it's probably for the best for everybody. TFC needs to have a lot of change. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Fanny's had, you know, done what he wanted to do here. And he did. He accomplished a lot here. Like, TFC was was very successful under him. Um, although, and, although
0: if he does end up going to LA, uh, that that you know have to talk him. talk of uh, young players and not relying on established big names is kind of a, an odd choice.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then I think you know, as much as you might roll your eyes at, at 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 sometimes at everyone, you know, oh, he was like the best coach. That is one thing that is almost not always Gregory Vanduil, um, and a few other players, but certainly like the ones who are all in on him are all in on him. So lots of effusive player farewells mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, all the journalists. And again, we, we know some of them. And again, can I roll, but everyone's speaking almost to a person about who Vanny was as a person. It's just, it's just very interesting when, when people leave to see, how people view people. Anyway, but, but that's um, maybe a,
0: a good another like silver lining of him leaving this way, though. You're not leaving with camps of players, yeah. You know, the, who was with him on the, you know, who was with management of firing him, and who,
3: yeah, who it wasn't. seems very so unified. Yeah,
0: it's hopefully mm-hmm. a, a smooth path forward either way.
3: So one of the things I was wondering, though, when we were talking about players staying or leaving, um, and this is the one, not not Zavoletta, of course. <laughs> <laughs> figure um, but does this affect whether Michael Bradley stays or goes because mm. I in, in, you know, they're not completely linked because Bradley was brought on when Ryan Nelson was coach. Um, but the two are very linked together in terms of this team, right? Like, cause Bradley had a lot of influence over the club. Vanny worked, you know, formations and stuff around him. It's just, this is sort of the yeah. thing that drives my mind. It's like, does Probably maybe move on now if Annie
0: is here. A player like him, who's been, you know, around the world and some big clubs, he's seen managers come and go. It's they're pros at the end of the day. You know, they know the business. Um, as far as I'm leaving, it it all it really depends on the hire. I think if they go outside the box and hand the keys to a guy and let him really reshape the attitude of the team and the culture and michael bradley isn't mr everything anymore that maybe greg Vanny, you know allowed him to be perhaps if they get a guy who's very much in step with what bill manning down to ali curtis down to the bench uh puts in place then i think he'll be probably fine where he is
4: i said you know especially if greg Vanny goes to the galaxy then yeah we just ties with uh, like Michael Bradley making a free agent and say, all right, you go. You go over there. Pick one. You, <laughs> you, talked, about, you talked about how you really like Greg. He's there.
3: Bob's right there. That's your da- dad, or, you dad. Dad substitute. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Sophie's choice. Indeed. Yeah. Never was there a more difficult decision. All right. Next question. Which ex TFC manager should come back and why? Duncan, you may go first. <laughs>
0: huh. Talk um, about an anti-climax.
3: I know. Sure. I think mean, we I'll just do, get it out of the way.
4: I'll do the predictable thing and say Preki, sure. Let's uh, you know, let, let, let's go on that thing again, you know. All of a sudden now he's actually got a, you know some good players and management team willing to spend a shitload of money, add that to his tactical acumen. And uh, good things will happen. And boo-hoo, he won't be nice to the press. Screw you guys. doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> Duncan, we're the press now.
3: Oh, good point, good point. But he'll be Why nice Duncan? to us because we have Duncan, and Duncan has spent many years lauding him. So clearly he will have found out and be like, who are those vocal minority people that I need to talk to? They love me. So we're, we, we've got a solid yes. in. Duncan's laid the groundwork for us.
4: I was playing the long game. Always. <laughs>
0: Uh, for for me, it's Aaron Vinter because those were the best of times <laughs> for bloggers.
1: True,
3: but I agree.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in the
2: Vinter, <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: well. Vinter 2.0. After you know, I'm fine with Preki. Preki can come back too, but I feel like Vinters. He's 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 learned some things over the years now.
1: Yeah,
0: he hasn't like, been. he's he, that
3: he,
1: he, actually trying to build something.
0: Yeah, Mm. he didn't go to another club. He's left untouched. He's he's pristine.
3: Yeah. Also,
4: I think you know the whole thing there was you know when he came and it was 2011 TFC and Dan Gargan and whoever and blah 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 blah. You he had to teach them passing. Mm -hmm. I feel like the current team knows how to pass, (laughs) so he can actually concentrate on other
3: things. And he had to teach uh, them how to actually be act like professional footballers because apparently they did not. So Uh, suits. Ugh. What is this? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's funny because there's a couple, you know, like Chris Cummins. We were all really surprised when he didn't stay, right? Um,
0: yeah. Imagine the entertainers of John Carver, though.
3: Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, John Carver. That would be funny. Um, all right, but who is realistically? on this list now i've got a couple things like who was who was max picked to get on the uh the I'm Marcus, didn't you say aaron Venter as well yeah yeah i piled on with vinter okay cool. although
0: i, I had a, a funny little thing though if you want if you wanted to talk about x guys as in players who are have a little pro coaching there's quite the
3: list well go on first of all uh, don't say yeah. it huh? don't say Stephen caldwell
0: he's on the list
3: I know he's on the list make that stop I'm sorry but I'm
0: not saying I'm just I know. I'm, I, I'm not putting my voice out here I'm just putting out some but, yeah, the, the number of people who
3: are suggesting this just stop
0: uh, what about the assistant coach of the USL's Oakland Roots one Nana Atacora
3: <laughs> now you're talking uh-huh. That's right, or the head Nana coach of USL 2's I think he's uh, let, him, yeah. let, him his, let him make his bones down there first
0: what about the head coach of the Westchester Flames of USL two? Then one Edson Buttle.
1: Wow, there's a name.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, ex assistant and interim coach of the Rapids, Connor Casey.
3: True. No, stop it.
0: are <laughs> well, you? I'm I'm not giving opinion. I'm putting out facts because I'm a journalist. Uh, Julian B. Guzman, of course. Oh. And. and and of course, and the the gem of all gems, Danny Dicchio, of course. But there's also a ex-assistant of Fresno in the USL one Zambian Prince himself, Robert Earnshaw. Ooh. Current player and coach of Swiss Third Division Club FC Staffite, Jonas Elmer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Lord.
0: Uh. uh ex-assistant to Philadelphia Union and New York Cosmos, Alechko Escandarian. Mr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Come on.
4: Come what? on you what? Your preamble? Does he not deserve it? Yeah, you, you, you fucking snuck that one in quietly, didn't
3: you? Yeah. Why, do you, why, why, do you why do you hate Aunt Letty? What's wrong with you? Why are you trying to destroy the Campiel before you even get started?
0: Come on. Think, yeah. of, think of the ad campaign. He had one goal, and he's back with one goal. <clears throat> Mr. <Mister.
3: laughs>
4: hey. Ottawa did better than everyone expected. Yeah. True. So clearly he's ready for the next
3: level here. Right. He's, he's clearly, yes.
5: He's
4: um, clearly
3: a genius. Football genius, mister.
0: Ex-Darmstadt manager and current SV Meppen of the Bundesliga third division, Torsten Frings. Anyone?
3: Anyone? Ooh. ooh. Interesting.
0: Ex-Puerto yeah. Rico national coach, Amado Guevara.
4: Yeah. Oh. I thought you're going to say Michael Vellas. So here's I. one
0: here's one to tingle your bits. Yeah. Current Knott's Forest assistant uh coach Ahmed Kantari.
4: Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Oh. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have done a lot of research. Wow. For Thank you. Thank you.
0: I didn't wild. even I didn't even mention ex Sparta Rotterdam and ex fc Utrecht coach Danny Cooverman's. legend. Uh, current Sporks 2 head coach, Paolo Nagamura.
3: Holy crap. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Holy shit. Ex-Puerto Rico Islanders and current assistant at Bayamon, Marco Velez. And of of course, hello, West Sydney Wanderers.
3: (laughs) That one's interesting. That that is spectacular. So, Okay. Mm. But the things, yeah. So let's make the Stephen Caldwell suggestions stop. Okay, so
4: yeah, he deserves coach, to be on that same list that Tony
3: just put exactly. Yeah. yeah, assistant yeah. coach of the Canadian Men's national team the past year, a couple of years, whatever. No, anyway. Um, as much as I love Robo, and would have would be at some point in his coaching career. Yeah, this is not the time. No.
4: Uh, talk, talk, talking of you, know, occasional coaches with Canada and all that sort of thing. Uh, Justin De Vos. Oh what, yeah, um, big boy pants. We get some big boy pants on this entire oh, fucking organization. Never, ever get any media access ever?
3: Get
4: it.
0: well, one of us won't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I understand that Hamilton fans that are also TFC fans think a lot of their coach. My that guy guess. lost to a
0: Haitian club. Come on, true. But
3: yeah. Leave. Bobby beat for Coach of the out of this <laughs> <laughs> i
1: i kind of i kind of feel like the the bobby thing is um i think i feel like people are are forgetting a lot of factors involving uh his success like i i don't know about you and i don't know if a lot of uh, of of others uh you know keep coming back to this but His team is entirely built on players he fucking knows. Knows very well. Knows years before the league ever was a thing. So him coming in to CanPL, where he gets to tap into a pool that he really helped develop and then get to pick those exact talents, knowing exactly what he needs to build a successful side. He doesn't have to go to a camp for two weeks in a random place or in and about Canada to figure it out. He already knows what the hell he wants and then build a team. Like, like he's successful in the KMPL because he was the only, t- Forge is the only team that actually was a team before. Forge. Yeah, it came almost pre-built. Yeah. Right. So, so not to, not to, and again, this is if we're, if, if I'm still bringing this up in five years, then, then he's obviously a genius. But right now it's like, yeah, he's great because he is he's an expert driver of the car that he built. So him going to MLS, not right now, too soon. I don't I don't, it's not even a TFC thing, it's not even him staying at Forge. It's I feel like if you want to wreck two things, yeah, go for it. <laughs> go right ahead. But um like Bobby know Bobby has a system, Bobby knows what he's got. Bobby knows what's missing and he knows exactly what he needs to fill those roles. He goes to TFC. He's got to start over his, his entire knowledge base, not entire, but most of it, at least you're starting, your starting squad, your top squad. Um, first team. Um, how many of those guys does he actually like, no, no, like really richly rare. Okay. There's one. Um, so I, I, I like the idea because hey, let's take the most successful coach in this league, our domestic league, and instantly put him into the, the air quotes next rung up. This is a bad idea. It's a bad idea from TFC's <laughs> perspective. It's a bad idea from Forge's perspective. And it's a bad idea from Bobby's perspective. Unless the money's too good to pass up, no, don't this is not this is not a thing. I don't think it's a thing anyway.
3: I don't think it is either. It's, uh, this is like just
1: Stephen Hart would be a better choice. Agreed. Because because he's he's mm-hmm. he knows what an international pool looks like.
5: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and yeah, TFC might have two, maybe four new Trinidadian players by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But like <laughs> this is the thing you go with what you know. And like Stephen Hart has has a resume that shows, you know, like diverse locations, diverse situations, diverse leagues, various levels. Bobby's done league one in camp PL and not to say that he's incapable of doing that, but that's insane.
0: Uh, we all, but we also know uh, Mr. Manning's uh, feelings about CPL in general. Oh, pizza. I, I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't see them. Uh, I can't see CPL being there. Their no. I think, I think they see CPL as, as a one-way route. They send players down. Things go down that way. Things don't come up to them. Rightly or wrongly.
4: So Realistic option, Robin Fraser.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He must be pissed he left.
3: But do you think, well, there's that, but do you think he, and he's. I thought about that. I've seen a few people say, throw money at Robin Fraser, get him back. Do you think he'd be willing to leave the project he's building in Colorado to come back?
4: I think everybody wants to move from the back of the human centipede to the front. True. (laughs) Everyone.
0: Um But at the same time, yeah, they, they were the ones who finally, after all those years, gave him his, like, you know, his chance yeah. to be yeah, right? So, I don't know. But also, too, is he really the, is he that much of a star in the eyes of TFC management that they'd, you know, want to poach depends. him and all? Of-
4: Do they want continuity? Hmm. I mean, he obviously wouldn't but know all know. the did players want- are out there. And he did all right with Colorado. But
0: maybe yeah. they don't want so, but maybe well, continuity well, isn't what they're looking for, really. Maybe they're but if they the are
3: start, yeah. for me, and I I know, you know, I've asked people, he's certainly in consideration, but I think he's very low on the list. Jason Bent. Sure. Like, he's been with the team almost since the very beginning. Um mm. working both with the academy and with the first team. Yeah. And sure. he's got a ton of experience with the younger players and with the first team. Um, he's, you know, he's managed to survive every single coaching, you know, changeover. Um, so that speaks to either his, his ability to either, you know, like float, but also I think that it speaks to his abilities within the organization um, that he's someone they need and has been you know, uh, uh, working with Vanny very closely the last couple of years with the first team. Um, I don't think he they're going to give it to him, but I no, think he's too... somebody that should absolutely be considered. Um, nice for story,
0: but can't see it. It'd be nice to see him maybe if he was uh, interested to make the jump up to assistant in a kind of a grooming role and try to, he you know, He is assistant,
3: him. though. He's been the assistant oh. for the last two years.
0: Yeah, that's right. Sorry. That's why he's so forgettable.
3: This is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. Like, yes. Yeah. Now he was the assistant behind Robin Fraser, but when Robin Fraser left, he yeah. moved up that next notch. Um, well,
0: be nice to have him retained at least then in that role, not like disappear under a wave of a new manager's. Like, I'm bringing in my team. That happens more in Europe more than here, though I find.
3: No, well, but it happens both places. But that's one of the things I think again speaks to him is is his 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 ability. Yes, he's been shunted. He's gone down, whatever quote unquote, to. Um, TFC two or to working, you know, managing the Academy, um, the reserve team a couple times. So he's either been in charge of the Academy team or with the first team. It's, it's been one or the other. Um,
0: You're dreaming of fairy tales, Kristen.
3: I think I'm just look, you know, again, it's not the sexy hire. It's not a big splashy name, but this guy knows this club and this organization inside and out. So I think I'm it's something that logic. It... <laughs> Good, That's true. What am I talking about? Um, all right, Mark,
4: Duncan. I mean, you, you, it depends on exactly what they're, they're looking for. Are they going to someone with MLS experience? Ben Olsen. Not like, well, yeah, no, no. Straight
2: up, no.
0: It's Olsen, Canera um, Cabrera. Get used to it. It's
3: so funny how mm. everyone is like so angry at the thought of Ben Olsen coming here. Oh,
0: it's like, I don't want to Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's L- just, it's so MLS. It's just such a rehash.
3: He's so Vanny in a yeah. lot of ways, right? Yeah. Like, no. you know, now if it was I mean, Peter Vermeer sweater vests, scarves, you know, the hair is very similar. Yeah, right. You won't even yeah.
4: notice. He's been mediocre for long. I mean, I feel like TFC should be above just kind of going around the you know MLS sort of retreads kind of thing. I mean, that's the sort of level DC's at. Absolutely, mm-hmm. New England, sure, Columbus, why not? You know, now and then you'll you'll find somebody good, and you maybe do okay. But this, you know, it's 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 very much it's similar to England. There's a bunch of coaches that all those people that are kind of in the middle of the Premier League that yeah, maybe every now and again you might get to Europe, or maybe now and again you might get relegated. All those teams just recycle the same fucking guys. And yeah, Tony Pulis has entered the chat. What I was about to say. <laughs> Tony, where this is going, you know, some <laughs> Yeah. He, <laughs>
0: he needs, this is his chance. Redemption.
2: Yes. Oh my God. Go. Damn. Oh Need my God. Let's it's successful
0: it. John Carver. I love it.
2: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Um, Although
0: speaking of, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, Mark, before we, speaking of uh, Tony Pulis, don't forget mls assistant coach anthony pulis jr yeah oh shit
1: true. that's
3: right that's mm-hmm. true mark um
1: yes uh see i'm um, unfortunately i would like um a non-mls coach but
3: i feel we are going to get an mls coach all right so yeah we're going who do you actually think we'll do we'll do dream so, gets in a minute
1: so, so oh so um I'm not as upset by Ben Olsen as others might be. Um, uh, I would. I. I wish. I wish Petke kept his mouth shut because I would have loved to have him just so we can freaking do everything and bring Trey along. Oh, Trey has to come. If Trey's not part of the deal, you ben, can fuck Yeah, fuck that.
3: Um,
1: but uh, uh, yeah, for the lols, I would absolutely yeah. appreciate that. But uh, Petkey I will, has
4: baggage. Yeah, I will. I,
1: I. And I don't. I don't think. Not to say that you know. Pecky deserves a second chance but I really don't feel that this is the place for him to get that second chance Nashville's perfectly fine um, but yeah I, I, I Olsen Olson is perfectly acceptable uh, uh, replacement uh, it's probably a step down as far as shall we say expectation or or, or ambition levels but yeah. then again Vanny was nobody
3: so before he got here with no no experience basically and i guess
0: but what what upside does he bring like
3: like Um,
0: have have we not seen all of of his you know mouse
3: everything we've seen of his has been with dcu though maybe he does something different in a new place he he might
1: he might have the same effect here as vanny has with galaxy or wherever the hell he ends up Uh, um like i like I I do feel like new coaches bring, you know, breathe new life into tactics and ambition and you will alienate players and you'll bring in new players from those alienated players. And, and like it, this, this is, this is the cycle I expect. I don't, I do not, the last thing I want is a coach that comes in, sees everything that's there and goes, yeah, this is fine. We don't need anybody else. I'm like, fuck that. Make your own team. Don't just this, you don't have the title interim make your own team like so as long as they make it their own and if some people have to go and hard decisions have to be made such as life such as business such as football so be it but uh yeah i'll take olsen
3: all right so dream get and i'm i'm gonna i i think everyone knows what mine is and if they don't that's okay
0: justin justin morrow player coach
3: and he would never come here because this would be this is so this is so not his 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 talent level but obviously Pacentino.
0: yeah yes he turned down exactly european like i said
3: dream and this Mm. is just dreaming it would never happen but what about a a lucid
0: dream a dream that could kind of happen
3: which is go on no i'm
0: saying i'm asking you
3: no, no, I, I stopped. All right, you're
0: just sticking there, okay.
3: I'm just sticking right there. That's it. I'm good. One of the Bundesliga coaches. Oh, who's the Schalke coach that just left? What's his name? Um, that's a good lucid dream.
0: Oh, I'd love a German. That would be fun.
3: Yeah, no, that'd be amazing. Uh, my dad actually say, is all a, in yeah, on I'm,
0: that. I'm up two minds, though, because, they've, they've, you know, there's not been a tremendous amount of success of guys coming from Europe into MLS. Like, there's been more, more uh, misses than hits. They I know. don't always Not like it doesn't leader, translate actually. because of the because of the weird structure of the league and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, like I I feel I feel like once they get into the nuance of what do you mean I can't get this player? Yeah. Because of some so, yeah, but yeah. Like that they we have
4: a discovery on
1: this guy? What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? <laughs> exactly. I like mean... like you take everything you know and understand about management and player acquisition and you take 80% of that understanding of management, you take 10% of player acquisition. And now you have to try and catch up and figure out nuances, loopholes, and all these stupid funny numbers that they keep throwing around to determine how you build a team and, and acquire players. And it's like, it trades YouTube. You, you what now you drafts. Don't you have an Academy? Like I know they, at this point, everyone understands what a draft is and, and how MLS works because if you watch any other sport that isn't footy if you watch any American sport you understand those concepts even if you don't fully understand those concepts um, but you know whatever I as much as as much as I, I would want like the the creativity of any continental pedigree resume uh, that I also agree that it's not going to work the way we envision it so
0: Although there is one German who knows MLS and really knows TFC because he fixed them.
3: (laughs) No, no,
0: and is looking looking for a job.
3: Oh my god! Is that is that your is that your dream get? Is that your choice?
0: No, I actually just thought of that. (laughs)
2: All
3: right,
2: come on, boy. It's going to be like two and a half hours. Let's go. I want the
0: I want the manager of Wickham who wears the red cowboy boots.
4: Oh <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm gonna go Bruce Arena. Let's you
0: know <laughs> <laughs> that's, me. that's a terrible that's 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 Bruce
4: Arena from New England. If we're going to do fucking MLS retreads, if you want somebody who's familiar with how it works and everything, you know what? Let's go with the people who's kind of just revolving around at a high fucking level. Yeah. Not DC level. He's won it all with fucking LA. He's doing alright
3: with the. we well, get Brian to then instead. Someone who we don't loathe.
0: What about Peter Vermeer? I, I don't
4: loathe Bruce Arena. Oh,
3: Mark,
0: Mark could do the Peter Vermeer
4: voice every week. Oh <laughs> Sure. Peter Vermees, very good top level MLS coach. Wouldn't be against that at all.
1: What about Ian Holloway? Fuck off. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's. (laughs) He was funny. I've been desperately trying to think what the fuck was I? (laughs) Bad shit guy's name. What was his name? Yes. Ian Holloway. I want. If I'm going to go for the dream manager, I want the one that will entertain me off the pitch. Yeah. Because on the pitch, there's no entertainment in a manager. Honestly. Like if if you're watching the manager on the pitch then your team is terrible your team is garbage so i want somebody who's going to give good quote who's going to give good byline who's going to or, or yeah good soundbite not byline um, i want i want the one who's going to make absolutely bonkers metaphors out of thin air <laughs> and apply them to every as if we all understood what the hell that meant um uh, i would also take um uh, uh, the Who's the who's the who's the gaffer at uh, Bayern Munich?
4: Um.
1: Um, you, you know the what what did the you know Levin that guy? Um, because I want him to do German versions of bad English puns, as if he's <laughs> the cleverest guy in the room. I, I will also accept that as entertainment. I'm sure tactically he's brilliant, but I, I I'm looking for the the manager that will make me the most amused. When he's not in a game,
4: in that respect, it's just sad that Diego Maradona's dead. Because otherwise, <laughs> if, we have, be
1: if we if we could have got him, he would have been gone in three weeks. Not because he fired. <laughs> sure. he got fired because he just would have left.
2: He just sure. would have.
1: It's like <laughs> oh, oh, three why weeks. Haven't, why haven't we seen? Why haven't we seen the gaffer in a while? Oh, he's in the Middle East promoting. Motor oil. Okay, I don't. <laughs> we have a game tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of his. Like, yeah, I'm bored. I'm out, and then he just pisses off because he's Diego Maradona. I, I so, so
4: you know let's go with some of those sort of eccentric seeming South American Faustina Aspria. Sure, he'd be fucking crazy. He won't sure show up, but sure. Thing. Let's go.
0: I, you want someone who knows MLS from South America? Go you on. know who I'm thinking.
1: Folderama. Yeah. Folderama. yeah.
5: Oh,
4: yes. Yeah. Yeah. The extra for the hair. <laughs> Jorge Campos, I feel, would probably be really fucking entertaining.
0: Whoever that goalie who was the scorpion.
1: Oh, Rene Higuita. Rene Higuita. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: He looked like Rick James, that guy.
1: <laughs> he did look like Rick James. Anyway.
3: yeah. Anyway. All anyway. Right. anyway. Allardyce on, it is. On, we've on agreed. Um, yeah, Allergies, stuff, but uh, I think we're going to just we'll we'll filter those in next week because, dear gods, we've been talking for a long by, time. Um, by
0: next week, by next week, it's going to be all Allardyce all the time.
3: <laughs> That's delightful. All right, that has been our show for this week. Um, please join us next. But there's week. at least three other questions. I know, and I am doing away with them for now so that <laughs> the show is not two and a half hours long.
0: Well, you are a stickler for time.
3: Oh, shut (laughs) up. Fuck up! You guys are chatterboxes. This is not on me. Um, All right. That's been our show for this week. Please join us next week when we resume Vanny Chat. Um, We learn the fate of uh, the Hamilton side in CONCACAF League heading into the CCL. Uh, Find out who's going to uh, MLS Cup and more. I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority podcast panel to be found on the Twitters at Duncan B. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Nope. Out there on the Twitterverse at FC, Mr. Tony Walsh.
0: Neil Warnock's Red Army. Oh, yes. <laughs> Surprise,
3: that took that long. Uh, out there on the Tweet Machine, at KidNerdMark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Inkley.
1: Thank you, everybody, for your continued support via Patreon. We appreciate that. Uh, We still got shirts. We still have a Zazzle store. Please go check them out. And uh, I would like to give a particular shout out to my favorite delivery man on the planet. uh, Mr. Martin Bailey is at the end of the show. I assume he's probably safe sitting down. Um, He went and delivered the uh, half and half scarves. Uh, They look amazing. And I really do appreciate the number of people who are like, I wish I'd bought two because both sides are entertaining and I'm glad him and everyone who got one were amused as fuck by the stupid thing I did. So thank you.
3: And as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at kids and Knowles. old. I been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next weekend, get used to it.